This is such a good idea for a project to encourage people to read too, so happy to be a part of it. Uh, so the book is The Emergence of Modern Shiism with a subtitle of Islamic Reform in Iraq and Iran. So the idea behind the book was really, I mean, it started with um, a study on, you know, sort of the rise of Usulism with uh, Wahid Behbahani. Um, and so Behbahani, f at least for my study, was sort of at the center of it. And then um, looking at sort of the rise of Usulism and the Usuli Akhbari dispute um, going forward. Uh, but then as I was um, getting further along, I was trying to answer the question of why the Usuli movement um, became powerful when it did. So what was so I started looking at clues, you know, to the rest of the world, um, and in that way I try to con contextualize the rise of Usuli Shiism um, within the region, within the Islamic world, uh, but also in a global sense as well. So um, you know, the last chapter, for example, um, sort of uh, look uh, compares the, uh, Usulism with uh, Wahhabism in Saudi Arabia. Um, and then the rise of Neo-Sufism as well. Um, and what I try to say in that regard is that these new Islamic movements are one, not necessarily new, I mean the, the ideas have been around for quite a long time, but uh, they were also uh, I think responding to the decentralization politically of the Islamic world. So you know with the fall of the Safavids and the decentralization of the Ottomans, uh, you see the rise um, of these movements. So those are some of the things I was trying to do. So, so the chapters, um, you know, after the introduction, I, I try to lay out the um, sort of uh, debates and issues related with this idea of modernity and what it means to be modern. I sort of challenge this Western notion of modernity uh, that it sort of starts and ends with the West and with e Europe. Um, and um, of course it's a bit controversial, but what I try to say is that what modern modernity is, is that you know whatever fills the space or whatever occupies the minds of people in the modern world. Um, so in that sense, you know, and because I think the Usuli movement, even though it has very strong historical roots and cultural roots within Shiism, um, it became something new and it was responding to something current. Um, so in that sense, uh, maybe not intellectually, but socially and eventually politically, it was something new and modern. Um, so, um, so then, you know, I deal with Shiism and the political sort of backdrop in Iraq, and then uh, first Iran, and then Iraq, um, and um, talk about sort of the political uh, context of the rise. And then I focus on Bahbahani as a sort of uh, reviver of Usuli Shiism and, and reformer. Um, and then chapter five is, uh, is a study of his successors and what I try to lay out as the sort of network of Usulism that's established and uh, really gives a sort of grassroots but also transnational power to the Usuli movement. Um, and then as I said before, the last chapter is the comparison between Usulism, uh, which I refer to as Neo-Usulism and um, 
you know, neo-Sufism uh, and the Wahhabis. One of the things that I really tried hard to do, especially because it's published by One World, um, is to reach a broad audience. So I, I, I hope it comes through, but I tried to really make it accessible and, and as readable as possible. It's difficult because, you know, especially when you're dealing with Islamic law, it's uh, really, com you know, these ideas are complex. You know, once you get into usul al-fiqh and some of these ideas, um, it's complex. But I tried as best I could to to make it as readable as possible. And um, I suppose uh, readers can determine whether that's true or not. Um, so, yeah, my, I was hoping to reach a sort of wider audience than the usual suspects. I hope the usual suspects, the intellectuals and scholars will, will find it useful as well.